0: Bone, stone, and artifact, uncover what lies beneath. Soon be illegal to sell flavored e cigarette cartridges, menthol cigarettes, and other flavored tobacco products in Sacramento City limits. The Sacramento City Council voted 7 to 1 Tuesday to approve the flavor ban, which will go into effect January 1st, 2020. Public health advocates applauded the ban, saying e cigarettes are increasingly getting teens addicted to nicotine as a gateway to cigarettes. Vape shop owners argued the ban will force them to close. And former smokers said the ban will make it much harder to purchase a useful tool they need to quit smoking cigarettes. The ordinance will not require any of Sacramento's roughly 383 tobacco retailers to close. The city will close shops that increase their inventory of flavored tobacco products, stop selling tobacco products for more than 60 days, or fail to renew their licenses. If the city closes shops for those reasons, those licenses will not be issued to new shops. No new tobacco retailers will be allowed to open within a thousand feet of another. Although the city will not close existing tobacco shops, several vape shop owners said a flavor ban will cause them to lose so much business they will be forced to close. E-cigarettes are increasingly popular with local teens. Since 2016, e-cigarette use has risen by 50% among 11th graders in the Sacramento City Unified School District. Many of the teens who who vape use the popular Juul e-cigarette. Jewel no longer sells its flavored mango, fruit, cream, and cucumber pods in brick and mortar stores. Flavored pods are still available online to customers over age 21. Some activists applauded that the ban includes menthol cigarettes, which said they are more popular among black smokers and are cheaper to buy in Sacramento's minority neighborhoods. More tobacco retailers are open in lower income sections of the city with more residents of color, city data shows such as along Stockton Boulevard in South Sacramento and Del Paso and North Gay Boulevards in North Sacramento. State lawmakers are also moving forward with the statewide tobacco flavor ban, which could also go into effect January 1st. Yolo County, San Francisco, Oakland, and Richmond have enacted similar bans in recent years. The ban would likely result in the city losing a couple of million dollars in revenue, according to city staff. So the city council just passed this ban um, the last couple of weeks and it's gonna have this is gonna have a pretty big impact um, on sales tax revenue for the city. It's gonna force people to have to travel to other cities outside of Sacramento if they want to buy these products or they're simply just gonna buy them online off Amazon um, which I assume they're available but uh, this is, uh, this, is, this is pretty big for, for the Sacramento area because none of the other jurisdictions have a, a ban to flavored tobacco or vape products like this.
1: Now here's the thing, Sacramento being the major metropolitan area, would that influence the other cities to follow Sacramento's decision and ban the flavored tobacco also?
0: I think that there is a history of when a jurisdiction uh, creates an ordinance and enacts policy that a lot of other jurisdictions will look at that and sometimes follow suit in creating this domino effect. Okay. Whether or not that's going to happen, I don't know, because this area tends to have some, some areas are more conservative versus more liberal. So you see that some of that, that change and with that you see changes in policy or maybe they don't necessarily follow each other. Mm-hmm. Like look at the cannabis industry, for example. You have the city of Sacramento endorses cannabis, right? They open their doors to it, but the county doesn't. The county doesn't allow any cannabis except for personal, personal, personal use, which is the, the smallest amount that you can allow. And that's just right next door. That's their neighbors. So I think it's too soon to tell, but um, I think that uh, this is a pretty—it's a pretty uh, liberal move on Sacramento's part to to do this, and uh, I think it's pretty significant. I think it says a lot. So what about, one of my questions is, what about smoking lounges that exist all around the city? Are those going to have to go out of business now because they sell tobacco product, flavored tobacco products? They're not going to just, they're not going to be able to stay in business just selling mint, (laughs) you know, flavored tobacco. I mean, that's not, that's not an option for them. Um,
1: But there should be a difference on the ordinance where it specifies if it's only for sale or for... Use Uh at these locations. If you go to a hookah lounge and you are smoking flavored tobacco, would that be considered the same as going to the gas station and buying a Juul pod?
0: We'll have to look through the ordinance and see if there's a a clarification on whether it's only for products that are being sold for off-site consumption, meaning to take home and you're going to consume it out once you're, once you leave the store, or if it's for on-site consumption. So that is something that we should, needs to be clarified, and that wasn't readily apparent in any of the articles, and even watching the the council meeting.
1: Now, do people know that there is flavored cannabis?
0: <laughs> yeah, I think that. People may not be aware that by they think that by this ban going through that they're completely eliminating the the so-called problem. The
1: flavors.
0: I mean, you never know. The people, fun. People who people who vape may say, "Well, if I can't get my hands easily on flavored pods, I'm just gonna go get some you know cannabis oil and just vape start vaping that." A flavorful, kind of <laughs> right, a flavorful, right,
1: a flavorful cannabis oil or tincture.
0: Yeah, and, or if people are really that addicted as much as why, the reason for them making this ban, then they'll just have, they'll be so driven to buy the flavorless vape, which is still going to be for sale, right, if, it, if they're that addicted to it, right? My thought is... They're just gonna drive the few miles down the road to go to a convenience store where they can buy it, or they're just gonna get it online. And nothing's really gonna change other than some sales tax loss for the city. But I think what they're what they're going for, and what they're aiming for, is people, um, high school students that are going to their local convenience store and are able to buy these products under age. You know, they're under twenty one, they're they're in high school and they're getting their hands on these products. And I think that's by getting it out of the brick and mortar stores, they're trying to help alleviate that problem to some extent.
1: But you're but, not gonna stop the kids from doing what they wanna do. They're gonna have a friend that lives in the nearby city that's gonna be able <laughs> to buy them and then he's gonna make bags and them to the kids. There's no way to stop the youth
0: in, in the study that they're referencing from the New York City ban of flavored tobacco products in uh, 2010, they said that the study showed in three years after the ban was enacted, there was a, uh, between a 20 and 30% reduction in high school uh, flavored tobacco use. So they see that. They see results. And they probably have a, a lot of parents out there that are complaining about how their kids are being subjected to this vape this vape smoke, you know, on, on high school campuses, and um, this is where it's stemming from, I think. You know, there's been some people vocal in the community about, you know, not wanting their kids to, to be surrounded by this. Because the whole vaping thing is, is very trendy. Um, it's very in-your-face. You know, mm-hmm. you, ever, you ever be driving down the road, and you're sitting in traffic, and then there's cars all around you with just smoke just billowing out the window? Yeah, <laughs> You the can't big miss ass it. It draws collab. your attention. I mean, even me as a, you know, a a 30-year-old driving down the road seeing that, I'm like, oh, I wish I had some smoke to be, you know, blowing some steam off right now, you know, sucking on a vape pen while I'm in traffic, so.
1: (laughs) It is attractive. I mean, I understand why, because everything that's flavorful and um, attractive, like, colorful, and that will call on the youth, but then again, if your kids are thinking that smoking flavorful um, steam is, is cool, then you got a problem.
0: But here's the other thing is that there's no long-term, there's no studies that show long-term effects of vaping. It's too new, right? And the thing mm-hmm. is, it there's this um, sort of this acknowledgement that because it doesn't have tobacco in it, that it's the, the smoke is not as potentially dangerous. Right, because it doesn't have all those harmful chemicals, or at least uh, it doesn't have a lot of the chemicals that, you know, are known to be dangerous that are found in tobacco, as as the, the, the vaping is because it's nicotine and the artificial flavors, right?
1: Right, what is in the smoke? It's just the substance that burns in the vape pan and then it steams and creates this huge cloud has nicotine to make it addictive Mm -hmm. but what if you make it not addictive
0: right and i know What if you can
1: just smoke it and
0: from doing some research that there is some products that are nicotine you know free vape oil or vape vape liquid well
1: there you go and
0: you know i don't know it may not be as popular i don't know i don't know how much the nicotine is is what's driving people's to, to do this other than I think the act of being able to take like a big lung full of, of, of you know that vape smoke and blow it out and it's not harsh on your lungs mm-hmm. is maybe it has it's kind of like that uh, that sort of habitual, motion that people maybe find comforting to do that and then they get that right. nice flavor in it too that cotton candy or whatever yeah you know <laughs>
1: that's co- that's part of the the attractiveness of smoking yeah because they're just Honestly. you know
0: they like blowing big O's right mm-hmm. that's what they want to do and that's what looks cool and you know I you know i've smoked hookah it's it's always nice to get those big you know get like a big lung full of smoke and just blow it everywhere and you know i think there's it's fun to do that and that's I think that's why people like doing this so much, cause you don't get the harshness of that tobacco, right? You know, and it's doesn't burn as it me. doesn't burn when you do it, and you can get a big some big smoke going, and then it tastes good on top of that, cause they have all these delicious flavors. It's
1: Entertaining.
0: <laughs> so I need we need to get in on this vaping stuff before it gets banned all together, and you can't get it anywhere. You
1: know, I tried it a couple what? times um, vaping before, and I was never a fan. It gets me dizzy.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I remember the first time that I tried it, I was living with roommates. This was 2013. Whoa. 2013. and Throwback. Yeah. My friends that were cooler than I was had gotten their hands on some vape pens, and they would always bring them over and just be smoking them in in the apartment. And I tried them, and I liked it. It was, I liked it. I just, at the time, didn't want to spend all the money to buy. Because vape pens, I think, were more expensive at the time. Yeah. I think you had to pay for like over like over a hundred bucks just to get like a regular, like regular pen, yeah. Mm -hmm. Plus, not including anything else.
1: This was before Jewel. Yeah. So that's another thing that I've heard a lot about Jewel. Someone demonized this brand, and I think it's part of the um, tobacco eliminator clan that somebody (laughs) formed that you see the advertisements for.
0: Big anti-tobacco.
1: Right. (laughs) <laughs> Someone didn't like Jewel and they went after them. So now everybody makes reference to this brand whenever they reference vape Pants.
0: They're infamous now.
1: But that's not the only brand, there's so many out there with different types of pants and different like modalities and the delivery of the product that
0: yeah.
1: then again, they're all available online.
0: I was doing some research on Amazon. If if you just Google vape pen, the amount of accessories you can get for your damn vape pen is more than you can for your phone. Yeah. <laughs> it's ridiculous. That's how trendy it is mm-hmm. and popular it is. Like, just endless pages of different s- skins for your pen. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's ridiculous.
1: It's an accessory. Yeah,
0: or the, all the mods you can do to them. It's just, it's insane. Just how, the, the market that... that these people tapped is it's endless it seems it's yeah huge. but it's, it's been a
1: while since they started tapping on the market because I remember back in 2012 2013 when they were still coming out um, I remember having this coupon on this magazine that I mailed back and they sent me a free vape pan the disposable ones uh-huh. for me to try it and and it was a tobacco flavored one mm-hmm. so it was like a fake cigarette i had the shape of a cigarette mm-hmm. it would light up when you would suck in it <laughs> um trying to make it realistic but it was absolutely not the same thing i threw it out yeah. immediately
0: yeah yeah see people you know they started out with that but then they realized that you know once they came out with like the gummy bear and then that shit just took off and yeah they got sour grape and know rainbow or whatever unicorn blood
1: nine
0: (laughs) tiger's blood Mm -hmm. um my favorite would probably be cherry yeah (laughs) gummy bear is good gummy bear does sound good though um what else was we going to talk about related to that
1: so that's one of the new changes in the Sacramento area there's also has been there's been a lot of openings of new dispensaries which is kind of the contrast of Sacramento and the priorities of Sacramento because coincidentally weed is like applauded and embraced and there's how many? a 100 dispensaries in the Sacramento area there's full support for them, right?
0: I think that it's very interesting that you bring that up that there's a proliferation of you know, retail sellers now for, for cannabis, um, and that whole market coming online in Sacramento, city of Sacramento supporting that while at the same time, further making it more difficult for people to get their hands on, you know, flavored tobacco and vaping products as if, you know, um, there, there's a disconnect there, right? There's, you know, they're seeing that as we need to, you know, restrict that as much as possible. However, you know, very much embracing the retail sale of cannabis products, all sorts of cannabis products, right? And that is something that you smoke as well, right? So, um, that is very interesting because, you know, I can guarantee you that there's got to be just as many high school students that are getting their hands on cannabis products, but they're doing it more in private. Is it because this, this is something that's out in the open on school campuses and it's, It's, um, you know, potentially, you know, harming other kids or distracting them or potentially going to lure them versus the weed smoking is done maybe more discreetly. You know, I don't know. That's that's really interesting.
1: Here's something that I can tell you as a former rebel kid. (laughs) When you ban something, they'll want to do it even more. (laughs) Right. (laughs) They'll want to do it even more just to go against the... Their parents' rules. Yeah. So to ban their flavorless, uh, their flavored smoke cloud thingies,
0: yeah.
1: I think at least that keeps most people away from trying to ban, ban flavored cannabis or.
0: Yeah, I weed do. Products. I do think that that's so interesting because I don't know that vape, that that vape smoke. And I don't think there's any study that would show you that that is more dangerous for you than than cannabis smoke. I mean, I think there's mixed results on the cannabis smoke on whether or not that can have negative effects on your lungs in the long term. But mm-hmm. um, probably definitely not as much as, as tobacco does. But, um, yeah, that that's an interesting point. I think it should have been brought up during these meetings. <laughs> but I don't think it was. But, um, yeah, so... This is um, going to go into effect. It said January 1st of 2020. So that gives existing retailers eight months, seven months to to prepare for this and how they're going to have to modify their business plan. be a lot of plan. sales for that. Yeah, and so you're probably going to have to stock up because they're going to start liquidating that, that inventory. So, and, you know, it might give people a chance to, to buy a whole year's worth of product. <laughs> they're liquidating their <laughs> Liquidating their liquid <laughs>
1: Get it before it's gone.
0: Yeah. So yeah, I think we have mixed feelings about this, you know. Um, but yeah, this is this is pretty significant from from a, a city ord- city law standpoint. Um, you know, this is this is pretty big. Um, this is just as big in my in my opinion as you know the city legalizing all these different uh, marijuana businesses mm-hmm. and permitting all of those. I think this is, you know. They're they're making big moves. It's it's interesting how much smoking is still so big with youth and with the, with the people in general. It's always I feel like it's always been in in the public's in the public eye and continues to be. And that's what they say. They're like big tobacco has just found another way to keep selling you know smoking products to to kids you know and get them addicted for life
1: someone really rich with a lot of influence is behind all those campaigns to eliminate tobacco Mm
0: -hmm.
1: I think if it wasn't like that people wouldn't be so revolted to come out of their caves and talk about how it is bad for everybody Um, I think it's bad all those people are somehow influenced by by campaigns that advocate to eliminate tobacco. And it's just embedded in people's minds that tobacco isn't good. You know, people are getting out of those decades when people used to smoke for fun and for entertainment. And it was looked at as something attractive even or yeah. sexy. And now they're completely against it. Yeah. So there's a lot of factors just going into it. But we just need to stop getting so obsessed with substances for <laughs> once. And we need to stop getting so obsessed with CBD, which is another substance <laughs> that is coming up a lot. Yeah, Carl's Jr. and a lot of other <laughs> hamburger places are getting into the game of adding the substance into their food.
0: Get your hands on a CBD burger.
1: Which, I don't know... How good that combination would be to eat something greasy and then feel really chill
0: well you know what they what they do when they put new products on the market is they have testers people that come in and they test these on people huh. you know that are act as the mules and this is like what the flavor they come out with is what tested best Really. <laughs> yeah like with potato chips They try. They make a whole bunch of flavors. They test them on all these random people, and whatever gets the best response, you know, that spicy nacho, you know, is what you get. It's yeah.
1: I think this is a teaser. I don't think they've officially announced they're gonna come out with it. I think it's the test, kind of like what IHOP did with their burgers. Some
0: inside info. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Oh yeah. Is is uh, IHOP still? doing burgers yeah what, what did they change their name to i hop i B. international house of burgers mm-hmm. you know they tried that shit for real and it backfired and they're like oh we were joking
1: so so why <laughs> are advertisers getting so shady with this shit because this was so on purpose to get people talking about it and it just works
0: i think it is manipulation and it's from uh position of desperation to try to get sales up and then if it doesn't work they said we're fucking with you. (laughs) By the way we're losing sales.
1: (laughs) Ain't nobody gonna eat at iHub anyways.
0: Yeah like you know just because Taco Bell comes out with nacho fries doesn't mean you can come out with some shit that'll also sell. okay. (laughs) No one touches Taco Bell. Here's the thing
1: Taco Bell is doing nacho fries which is the exact same thing they have on all the other items on their menu is the exact same ingredients, just with a different presentation.
0: And a little side of guac and nacho cheese.
1: <laughs> the same thing, but IHOP trying to go with burgers—that was a complete lie.
0: Well, have you ever had an IHOP burger before? I have.
1: What they I have, have them?
0: They they. They have, have food. I IHOP? Yeah, they have also They have a regular lunch menu. It's, it's a. It's like a Denny's. So, I went there years ago, during, like, a brunch time, and I got a freaking cheeseburger, and it sucked ass. Shame on you. (laughs) I got a cheeseburger from IHOP, and it sucked, and I don't know why IHOP was, like, going back through their menu, and they're like, burgers, dude, we need to, we need to focus, we need to focus on this shit, fuck the pancakes, focus on burgers, goddammit, like... Who was the one guy that was like, got stuck on the burgers? He's just like, no, we can't let this shit go. We gotta, we're gonna master the fucking burger. Okay, even though we're called International House Pancakes, I don't give a fuck.
1: I think they were <laughs> trying to stare up the pot and just have people talking about IHOP again.
0: But couldn't you have like, done something with like, another menu item? Why would it have to be the burger? Why do they get a fuck with the burger? Like, why couldn't they have done something crazy with, like, their pancakes or something like that? I don't know. You know? Something that people were like, oh, dude, IHOP's doing some crazy pancake shit, dude. Let's go. And instead, people were like, dude, what? Like, what are you doing right now? <laughs> you know, and IHOP's, like, crickets. Like, they had no answer. Like, surprise! <laughs> uh, we're just kidding. Sorry. Um, never mind. We didn't. Just forget we did this. So, I think it backfired. But I just think it speaks to the overall bigger issue of brick-and-mortar stores struggling with retail sales. People aren't going to brick-and-mortar stores anymore. They're just buying shit online. And if you're going to further exacerbate that issue by not allowing people to sell you know, vape, vape cartridges in their stores piece? anymore... Mm-hmm. That's the only reason people keep going to brick and mortar stores is if they're in a pinch and they need something like right then. Right versus waiting for the overnight delivery to come in. I don't know. Right. I, I I just I don't agree with it. Right. Things know.
1: are changing. Now we have the convenience of getting getting everything delivered right to your door, which just changes the game completely. Yeah.
0: So this is another thing we can bring up while we're on this topic, is that um my boss was talking. He went to this uh, conference and they were talking about the changing face of retail, right? Over the next few years, I don't know if you've noticed, but there are so many businesses just hopping on board with this whole delivery thing. You've seen that, right? Just yeah, everyone's like, "Oh yeah, I Taco deliver. Bell
1: was doing it for a minute."
0: You know any place you can think of oh yeah we'll deliver that shit you have more companies that allow just any random dude to take his car go pick up an order and bring it to your house all right so it's just it's proliferating so he's talking they're talking about how it's going to be a very real scenario where in order to save money people businesses will lease out a smaller space right so they don't have a customer area anymore no dining room that they have to maintain or build. Just
1: a little kiosk.
0: It's just going to be an employee area where they fill orders and maybe a little small little customer area where you can walk in and, I don't know. <laughs> it's over <laughs> going to become and, a
1: kiosk with a drive through kind of like yeah. Dutch Brothers. That's how I envision it, a tiny little cooking area yeah. and just in and out, in and out.
0: Yeah, so you'll have basically all these businesses will just become a place where they fill orders and then they have delivery service out, go out the mm-hmm. back. And it's sort of like a, a competition with Amazon, right? It's just getting on board with that that, um, that business, that way of doing business, because that's what works, that's what people are wanting. People are too fucking lazy or busy to go down to a place in person anymore. It's so much more convenient. Oh, yeah. I am one of those old school dudes. I'm like a holdout where like I feel like if I don't just drive down there to go get my burger or whatever I want, I'm a lazy fat ass and I just like that feeling of going down there and getting what I want. No. Versus just being sitting on my ass on the TV and be like, oh, I need a burger. Just I order. embrace
1: it. Bring wow. me my food. I'm cool. I'll wait right here on my couch.
0: Theoretically, I, the way, the reason that we're doing this is that we're in this society where you want to try and do as much as you can, right? And if you can cut right, out. Right, and
1: nobody, nobody got time to right. go pick up the food.
0: People are too busy. Doing other things that are more productive in their eyes than spending the time to go drive somewhere to pick okay. up something.
1: Here's a situation where <laughs> this is gonna this imp- impacts that idea a lot. Let's say ninety five percent of the population works. And sometimes doesn't have time to pick up lunch. You're stuck at the office, you can go nowhere, and you can pull up your app and ask somebody on a bicycle to go pick up your burrito.
0: The, the guy That's
1: life-changing. The
0: guy driving by um, your work on a scooter gets the order, and he's like, oh, yeah, I'll grab that for you.
1: Yep, exactly. <laughs> and then they call you up to the front desk, and your burrito is there waiting for you.
0: What if that burrito had a bite taken out of it?
1: There's no way.
0: I'd take a bite out of it. I'd look at what the other <laughs> oh, no is. I'd be like, oh, chicken burrito? Let me take a little bite. That's
1: why nobody's going to hire you to pick up food. You would eat it before you get there. I
0: would get fired from food jets on the first day.
1: <laughs> Grab a wing from the yeah. chicken.
0: <laughs> they won't notice. They won't notice. Yeah. A few fries. A few hot fries missing.
1: Hey. <laughs> hey, they need to run a background check on you. I know.
0: I, yeah, I wouldn't pass.
1: Does he have any history of stealing food from <laughs> others?
0: <laughs> I'd be guilty. but yeah, I mean I think it's very real that we're gonna start seeing these changes. I guarantee you you're gonna see existing fast food businesses maybe start just when they build new stores. they're gonna get they're gonna get rid of that shit. They're gonna have a smaller area of land. Mm-hmm. They maybe they won't even have a fucking drive-through.
1: What does that mean? Less permitting, saving money, saving money on the freaking leasing of the the parcel. Yeah,
0: because real estate prices continue to go up in California, right? Right. So it's more expensive either way.
1: That's um, the future so. of food, people.
0: More efficiency, right? Pe- don't make people get on the roads and drive down somewhere and go through a drive-through. No. Have them stay in their fucking house so they don't have to leave. Right. And then someone will go out and get it that's already out there.
1: Right. It's cheaper than putting another McDonald's on the next corner than to hire three guys that you pay the minimum wage to go and deliver the food.
0: Right. Yeah, it's crazy. It's like you can almost just see what the next 20 years is going to look like, you know. No mm-hmm. one's ever going to have to leave to do anything except for for maybe for your job. Or if you have a job that involves delivering something,
1: <laughs> yeah, you know, maybe maybe that's gonna be the next American job source. Yeah, I delivering. mean,
0: people are gonna be sitting in their in their home and they're gonna be working because their their home's gonna turn into a big screen and it's gonna be like a live stream of the office around them, and so everyone's just gonna be live streaming from their homes. And a
1: virtual office? Yeah. Like a hologram of yeah. an office Yeah, and it'll be space. as if
0: you're in an office, but you're yeah, all in your no. own home. And you're interacting, and it's all... You have high-speed internet, 1080p definition, clear audio, every, you know. It's all going to be seamless <laughs> and efficient, and you're not going to have to drive anywhere, and you're not going to have to be late to fucking work because you get stuck in traffic. You know, one day we're going to get over all these inefficiencies, which I think is what... Is what drives the economy, making things more convenient, making things more efficient, right?
1: Yeah, most of the time. Yeah, most of the time. I think that's
0: a huge part of it.
1: But then again, what's gonna change when the industries that have prevailed because of that type of work, gases will go down. The gas and then more, Then people cells. can
0: drive more again, because maybe people aren't driving so much more because they don't want to pay for the price of gas. Boom. Mm. Huh. Yeah, that's interesting. You know, we'll never run out of gasoline. You know why? Why? By the time it gets so rare and hard to um, produce, it'll be too expensive for anyone to afford. <laughs> so you'll never run out. You'll never run out. It'll just be too expensive to purchase. <laughs> Can
1: we just run on corn? Like, we got a lot of corn. We got a lot of other resources why the hardest thing to pull out of the ground that's a good question because
0: at the time that our entire economy got built on fossil fuels they didn't know about the possibilities of electricity or you know corn so
1: they didn't even have light bulbs
0: You know, it's like once they realize that the plastic that we use winds up in a big-ass circle in the Pacific Ocean, you can't just overnight get rid of that entirely and, you know, get rid of millions of jobs. It has to be a slow transition, or else you'll just have chaos and you'll have cars turned over in the street with bonfire and riots everywhere, which maybe that would be good, but (laughs) just kidding. So that's it for this segment. We hope you enjoyed this. We're going to have a lot more topics. um, Coming up. Interesting topics coming up for you guys over the next couple weeks. So stay tuned and listen to the BSA podcast. Thanks. Bye. Bye.